Hello and welcome to the Brightly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible, Leading with Influence and Impact as an Introverted Woman. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Well, today, my guest is a very interesting woman, woman who wears a few hats. Um, she, her name is uh, Jessica Rowland, and she's been married to Ian for 35 years, has three grown-up children, a dog and a grand dog. She has a background in establishing and building church communities and has been a primary teacher for 34 years, a chaplain for 12 years and a qualified life coach for three years. I told you she wears different hats. Her passion with all her experience with people of all ages is for those she meets to know how deeply loved and valued they are, helping them to helping them develop into who God has made them to be. As C.S. Lewis says, we meet no ordinary people. Jessica believes she hasn't met an ordinary person yet. Um, and what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about a range of things that stem around um, the confident, hope, help, hopeful self. So hi, Jessica, and welcome. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's great to have you here. Um, I'm really looking forward to our, our conversation because a lot of what you do um, touches so many things in people's lives and also in terms of what I do, my work, my faith, my beliefs as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So um, before we sort of delve in, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, as you say, um, yes, I do wear plenty of different hats. Um, it sounds really old, doesn't it? If I've been teaching for 34 years and a chaplain for 12 and, you know, I'm, I'm late fifties. Um, I have been, uh, have a history of, of primary teaching, love early years and key stage one in particular. I do supply teaching now. Um, during my journey as a teacher, um, Partway through that, I went part time job shared for many of those years. And in the other half of my week, I um, took up a place as a chaplain um, at our local council, Luton Borough Council, which is near where I live. Um, so my week generally is spread between a little bit of supply teaching, um, working as a chaplain. I do the admin for the chaplaincy now. And coaching, uh, with Gallup. I love, um, I love coaching and, uh, that kind of all of those things together, even though it's working with people of different ages from literally three or four years old to people in their eighties sometimes, uh, or even older is, um, really enabling people to find out who they are and to live into being the person they've been made and created to be. That's um, a little bit about me and, and my passion, I guess. Right. So, um, and be, people becoming the person that, who they are meant to be, who they're created to be. And thing which um, is something that I'm very interested in because of, of the work that I do, helping people to be, to know who they are, understand who they are so that they can, be their best selves mm. um and so how how did you sort of get into the journey that you had as someone who was introverted um mm. just, yes tell me a bit about how your how your journey led to where you are today mm, good question um 
as an introvert, I, I mean, my parents always loved people. Um, my parents uh, had me a little bit later in life, um, and I'm an only child. And um, they always were surrounded by people. I grew up surrounded by people, loved being with people, but still quite felt overwhelmed by by crowds, um, by parties. My husband and I used to go to parties when we were first going out and into the early years of our marriage. And I used to hate it. I used to I used to head straight for the kitchen and he would be, you know, the loud one that you could hear across the room laughing all the time. I always knew where he was because that's where <laughs> the laughing was happening. And I'm in the kitchen afraid to speak to anybody. And that was really the first step of working out, well, OK, we're very different as an introvert how who loves being around people how can we work together to sort of help me integrate more because it's not that I haven't got anything to say or I don't want to listen it's just that I'm a bit I was a bit scared of that in my early 20s so we would we came up with this sort of pact that he would stay with me for the first 20 minutes of every party or large group that we went to until I felt comfortable in being me in that space until I felt okay I can take a few deep breaths I know where the kitchen is if I need it but I've got that time to just look at a few faces find someone who's like me we can go over together start a conversation and then when I felt comfortable Ian my husband was able to then off he goes being the extrovert in the room at that time um and we had to sort of work that out together to find that there is a space and a place for being quiet, but also, as you would say, being visible uh, rather than being quietly invisible, which I think was where I struggled initially. Um, where is that space for me and how can I work that out? That was the beginning, really, I think, of that journey for, OK, yes, I am an introvert. Um, but there's still space for me. There's still room for me to be me. And I guess as I've gone on, because um, a lot of the things that I've, I'm involved in are quite challenging, uh, finding who I am in that. So not shying away, but actually facing that fear and going through it, but always with support, which has been crucial. And of course, that's the support that I want to bring to others as well yes what you said resonates with me I remember in my early 20s and I moved down um to London from Sheffield um and um I would be at gatherings events with my um the person who's now my ex and I would be like feel like that wanting to mm. just hide in the kitchen um but mm. I didn't really under because I didn't really understand I was introverted or what introversion was back then um and yeah I used to think that it was me that there was that there was me yeah yeah, there was something wrong with me that I couldn't just be out there socializing and making small talk and so forth Uh, and Mm so um find what something that you said finding who you are in in that how how did you go about finding who you are Mm, good question I mean um still still on that journey I don't think <laughs> we'll ever get to the end of that um something that through my faith has been really important um as a Christian is um knowing that the image of God if you like is kind of imprinted on us 
and that there's part of me that reflects the image of God. And therefore, without me being confident in who I've been made to be, that's not going to get out there. And if I can't do it, then I can't encourage others to either. Um, as I said, some of the, the things that I'm involved in um, as a chaplain, for example, are quite are quite challenging. Um, I when I became a chaplain, I, I was helped by a chaplain enormously when my mum was ill in hospital. And um, I can remember her coming in. She didn't say much. She didn't really do much. But just knowing she was there and that I had her to turn to was just wonderful. And and my mum passed away. My both my parents passed away in 2010, quite close to each other. And on reflecting on that time, I've I started thinking, gosh, this person as a chaplain, she really reflected quite a lot of, of who I am. I wonder what it takes to be a chaplain. And I started looking into it. Um, and then going along beside all of this, um, within Luton, which I was unaware of, there was a, a team of people who were actually introducing chaplaincy into the town. And I was handed a leaflet. And someone said, I think you'd be really good at this. Um, and it really gave kind of a way forward for me as a quieter person um, who does struggle with shyness, um, who like struggled with those parties in my early 20s and all of that, but still loved, loved, loved and still does love being with people. It gave me that opportunity, if you like, to grow into something I didn't even know I could do. And because I was part of a team of chaplains, because I was trained um, and had a lot of support, gradually I was able to take that on for myself. And I found actually in taking on this new role, which was a bit out of my comfort zone, I laugh because um, as, a, as a chaplain at the council where I am, you know, I look through these busy into these busy offices um, you know you look through the window in the door and they're all in there typing away and there might be loads and loads of people in there and I'm in the corridor touching my my tin of sweets which is what I take round. and I think well you know god there's no there's no point in me being out here in the corridor you know how will they know I'm here to listen if if I don't go through that door and it's kind of finding his strength to go through that door to talk to people um, but as soon as I do that is where I can say this is who I am. I am here to listen and as I listen and encourage not only do they begin to connect and grow and build there's a lot of trust that's built but of course I flourish myself and I feel yes there is something as a quiet person I can give even in this busy working environment I don't yeah. know if that goes to answering what you're yes asking. yes it does and um, there's a quite a few things there that um that you know sparked piqued my interest so <laughs> so it so it sounds like so first of all in terms of what you said about um being created in the image of God I think when I so I'm, I'm a Christian as well I'm, I'm a believer and I think it was that that really helped me what what as well as getting to know and understand myself but um also knowing that I was created in that image of God um, mm. and that meant and then when I looked at who God was and mm. the creativity 
and everything around me. And I thought, well, if I'm created in that image, then, you know, I, I am, I am somebody. I am mm. something. And, mm. and I think that gave me so much more confidence mm. in myself uh, as well. And so do you find doing work that you are, uh, passionate about that you uh that you feed that is your that is your purpose mm. you think find that that uh, that doing that gives you that extra confidence to put yourself in situations where ordinarily you probably wouldn't mm. go yeah absolutely I think um it, it I needed that little push I needed in a sense other other people around me other chaplains around me who I think back then in 2010, 2011, when chaplaincy was starting here in Luton, other people saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. Other people saw that image of God, if you like, in me that I hadn't really seen as valuable as out there in the world. Um, I mean, I've got plenty of friends. I've got plenty of close friends. We've got our own church community. I've got my obviously my young children at the time but I think um because I wasn't loud I'm still not loud because I wasn't loud and I and I defer to other people easily um uh I I don't have oodles and oodles of self-confidence um you you can tend to think I haven't got anything to give but the whole chaplaincy thing I think enabled others to see actually you do have something to give and the more that has gone on the more I can see now yes this image of God within me is something that I've got to give and you know what other people around me have got this to give as well it's it's not a world full of extroverts it's a world full of all of us and there's room for both and it's kind of like I'm um you know, I'm so impressed with with what you're doing in giving that voice for people who feel they are more introverted. I, I send your emails to one of my sons who's more of an introvert, even though he's a man. Um, he gets a lot from it as well. And it's it's giving that confidence to others, as I've seen in myself, that I do have something to say and there is a way of my voice being heard but it isn't necessarily like other people's voice yeah and I think that's a great way to put it it's um because sometimes people will look at um other people and think well that's how they need to be um Mm. and trying to emulate that and then it just doesn't work for them or it's stressful or it's um Mm they put a lot of pressure on themselves they experience imposter syndrome because they're trying to be something that they're not yeah Um, and Mm. I mean that's exactly being really being who you are is is so important and knowing you know knowing who that is really and and as I said this not over I will I think continually be learning um and challenging and changing um, and of course, there are mistakes and failures and things I've tried. It's like, oh, no, um, I don't think that's me. Um, and but, you know, if you don't take those little steps out of your comfort zone, you don't really know, is this for me or not? Um, chaplaincy was one big step and still is, because now I, I do the admin 
um, I work for the, the Board of Trustees, there are many times I, I speak in front of congregations, different groups, always the nerves are kicking in, always my knees are knocking. Um, <laughs> but because I love chaplaincy and because I love how it has not only enabled me to flourish, but the other chaplains I work with, we have about 30 chaplains in Luton. I've seen them flourish. Many of them are quietly visible people themselves, uh, introverts themselves. I've seen them step into roles. We've got training, we've got all the processes in place, but eventually they start and I see some of them flourish. And it's just wonderful to see this is part of the image of God in them as well, you know, um, but and sometimes we share together at different churches, different events and things. And it's like we're all on this journey. I think some of this is not thinking I'm on my own in who I am. Actually, there are other people around who are who are very similar. In fact, there must be about 50 percent of the population must be introverts, something like that. Yeah. You know, working together um, and and realizing I it's not just me. Because guess what? It's not. But that thinking can stop us from actually taking a step forward. Doing something with yeah. someone else is always much safer than doing it on your own. And 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 that that thinking that it's just me is something that I see time and time again, where mm. somebody will think that there's something wrong with them, that they're not good enough, or yeah. whatever it is. And they're keeping those thoughts to themselves. But mm. as you say, the, the world is made up of about 50% introverts. So it's not just, just due to anybody who's, who's thinking that. Um, and, and I think it is so important to, to get to know and understand yourself. Um, and to, to work to your strengths, as mm. you said, because when you do that, it's so so much more empowering you're more confident naturally more confident Mm. um, because you're just being who you are meant to be yeah 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 I mean in this this process you alluded to strengths in in this process um, my husband and I have been using um, the Gallup Strengths Assessment for many many years um, which really is looking you know Gallup have got many many years of research it must be 80 plus years of research by now into human behavior across all different cultures um, and it it kind of you, you take an online assessment um, and you come up with your strengths so your strengths are listed from one to 34 top five strengths these are things I see in my life every day um, and during this process when I left teaching um, I became a certified strengths coach that in itself was a challenge going going and doing that um but of course it gave, has given me the the platform if you like to formally coach people um and find out well what are your strengths i think you know we spend a lot of time looking at other people comparing ourselves competing with others feeling threatened by them or actually they're made in a in a totally different way you know we can spend a lot of time trying to be the person we're not rather than trying to be the person we are 
and the Gallup strengths have really enabled me to see when I got the the information through it's like yes this is who I am I am using their terminology number one is developer um, which is I am in a relationship for the long term I can see the small steps of development uh, of someone that I'm working with cheering them on you know breaking everything down from this huge maybe anxious kind of situation they find themselves into actually how can we take one step forward and then recognize when that's happened and then we're gradually building building gradually 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 for the long term and it's like when I saw that it's like yes this is definitely me um, along with my other strengths it, it gives you confidence to say this is who I am so rather than you know I'm not I'm not going to be this person that's happy to speak in, in front of thousands um, but I am a person who is very happy to walk, walk alongside someone um, for the long term. And I get such encouragement from seeing them grow and change. That's what I see happening with chaplaincy. That's what I see happening in teaching and with coaching is that my joy really comes from seeing other people flourish. And of course, that helps me flourish. Um it's all part of the same picture, really. Um, and the strengths in themselves also are describing who you are made to be. What is the image of God in you? This is one way of looking at that as well. So digging into your strengths, as, as you said, has been, you know, really important to me. And I think that that is so important. I think that that is pretty key, actually, for, for um, introverted women who... Um, in order to thrive and to be their authentic confident selves rather mm. than trying to fit a persona that does not align with who they are try to put on these behaviors that just don't align with who they are and also that you know oftentimes people tend to focus on their weaknesses and what they're not good at and try to fix those rather than yes. utilising their strengths, because it's oftentimes your strengths can is the thing that will get you out of those difficult situations or mm. that will enable you to move forward and, and to thrive. Mm, true. Mm, yeah. And the, the people, and, and I, I know that, you know, I have a, a, a wide variety of listeners, some people who have a faith in God, some people are Christian, some people are Muslim, some people are other, um, uh, they have other faiths, some people don't have faiths. But I mm. think, regardless of whether you are a believer or not knowing your strengths and utilizing your strengths will help you to thrive will help you to I mean and and I know the Gallup research shows that that people who utilize their strengths they're more um it's better for their overall well-being as well isn't it yes yes that's true because these things are, are who we are all the time you know in our families in our marriages in the workplace with our friendships it, it isn't something oh I'm only like that at work or I'm only like that at home you know it might be a, a someone that's come to me because of um, a work in a work from a work context but actually this is who you are in your family as well and this is the sort of things that you that we're going to see you you being and, and then of course the, the wonderful thing is when you get to work with more than just the individual when maybe in the work context you can start to look at the team strengths um and then you begin it it's kind of really eye-opening to see 
well, this is who we are. This is how we can work together um, rather than an individual sort of plodding on on their own. It's like, well, actually, this is how we can be so much more effective as a team. Um, and that team is also your family. That team is, is your marriage, your partner. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing a little bit of coaching with um, one of my my son's partner and um, and and he has just been really flourishing with his strengths. And it's really helped them and has helped him in his new role, in his new job, um, because this is goes right across who we are is mm. who we are isn't it that's right yes and that's it I mean we, we, we shouldn't compartmentalize ourselves like this is this isn't who I am at work this mm. is who I am at home this is who I am when I'm with my friends because when we when we do that we're not being our true selves um and then I think there's a bit there's there's a discord um and you know I, I do coach people who have that spent their lives doing that acting one way at work and another way at home and um and that and they 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 feel the pressure and the stress from it they're having to keep up appearances and Mm. and and yeah Mm. I think I think there's a lot of that and I think you know more so today maybe uh the importance of image um and how we're perceived um puts a lot of pressure on people you know it's a very stressful um environment that we're in currently and um trying to appear that I can do it all and be it all you know be successful in everything uh keep all of the balls juggling if you like at the same time uh puts a lot of pressure uh internally on people um and I think you know really working it helps you to sort of work out your priorities putting boundaries in um, to keep yourself calm and peaceful in the middle of it all and to know when to say no when to say yes because you know who you are you know this is yes this is me and this is therefore part of what I can take on and knowing who those people are who are alongside you you know when I think back to when I became a chaplain without those people close to me maybe it was because all of this was happening not long after I my parents passed away you know I really needed key people there um, who I could trust who knew who I was and were able to help me find my feet and find my way through that time Um, but you know I still need those people now it's um you know we need to know who who are those people who who are with us you know in those very close relationships who can say to you uh they're not just yes people but they're people who can say to you this is yes this is who you are I think yeah I think this is great or no I think you haven't acted with integrity here let's work this through together and see how we can resolve it it's that those trusting relationships uh where again you know I'm I'm not on my own in making decisions, in um, saying yes and saying no and putting in boundaries or do I take the promotion or, you know, who know who I am. And then when they see you acting as someone you're not, they are able to speak into your life and yeah. you into their lives. Yeah. 
No, that is, um, yeah, that's so true. So true. Um, and so if you were to sum up um, what someone, uh, what, you know, one of the listeners needs to do to be their confident, hopeful self, um, what would you suggest to them how to go about doing that? Mm. I mean, you know, Gallup Strengths Assessment is really helpful because it, it helps you to see a little bit more objectively who you are. Um, and of course, coaching helps. But maybe to start by working out who are the people who are close to you? Who are those trusted people? And their names should just fill on a little tiny post-it note. It, it probably isn't hundreds of people. It's probably just a few. And to sit down and, and to talk with them, okay, well, when I'm at my best self, what does that look like? And what words come to mind? You know, I've done this with a with a group of friends. And, um, you know, what comes to mind? What things do I love? Where do I find that joy and peace in my life? Um, is it when I'm, I'm, I'm a person who loves laughing? I'm a person who, person who loves close relationships. I'm a person who loves a bit of banter. Um, I'm a person who loves, I need time on my own. I love walking with my dog. Um, I need time to read and to pray and process, but I need time with other people. What, what does that look like? And just really, that's your starting point. Um, because it, in a sense, you're identifying who I am as opposed to who I'm not. And the world and out there, it's, there's a lot of demands to be this that and the other and to be it all well this what's on this little tiny piece of paper is just the start of describing who I am with people who know you very well and can say yes that is who you are that is who you've been made to be Um, and of course that's something that you can journey with together with those people because everybody in a sense might be asking a similar question um, these things are, I think, built in small steps rather than big, giant leaps, although sometimes there is a giant leap. Um, most of the time, uh, getting to know who we are, moving on, um, looking at our habits, things like that. It's all small steps. Um, there's quite a bit, I think, in in certainly the journey that I've been on that has been very helpful is being aware of what I'm thinking about, um, being aware of of what voice am I listening to, what um, you know, what uh, what's going on in my thinking, and developing practices and habits to be very aware of that and to um, bring in um, different um, good habits so that I can change my focus, if you like, I've become a more grateful joyful person but that's all with other people around me this isn't something I'm doing on my own this is something I'm doing as part of my coaching and with with trusted friends and since the pandemic of course when we've all been zooming (laughs) it can be people all over the world it's not just you know it's changed hasn't it how we view where those friendships are yeah thank you for that that's that's great advice so do take in to um consideration what jessica has shared listeners 
Um, and that's it's been great having this conversation um, with you. And if people want to find more about you and what it is that you do, where's the best place for them to go? Well, my husband and I have a website, um, www.thinplaces.co.uk. That tells you about what we do um, and you can get in contact by um, filling in a short form on the website. Great. Thank you. So do go check um, Jessica's website out. Um, she has shared some nuggets of advice, you know, whether you whether you are a believer, whether you are a not, um, what she shared can be applied and help you to be that confident, hopeful self. So thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. And, and thank you for all that you're bringing um, and all that you do, Carol. Thanks. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And um If you want to increase your confidence, influence and impact and you haven't completed the free assessment on my website, go to AboundingSolutions.com. You will get a report which will give you some ideas about areas that you can focus on. And so until the next time, bye.